102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and the Black Crows on Rock 102. Three, two, one. It's National Countdown Day. So I'd let you go. Oh, now. Jesus. Oh, great. Thanks. You have that to look forward to oh, today. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I can see where that's going. <laughs> uh, will there be lots of countdowns? Four. A couple of surveys? Three, two, one. Well, if you hear me go in that office over there and you hear a countdown and then a loud, large bang, Steve, if, uh, you can call the police. There's a pillow up in my office. Yeah. I want to put my head down, go back to sleep. I think it might be that time to do that, too. Guns aren't allowed at the radio station, by the way. No, they're not. Scott Cohen will be joining us later on. We're going to uh, compare our brackets and ah. weep. Ah. And uh, also we'll have uh, another pair of Western, actually a four-pack of Western Mass Home and Garden Show tickets to give away today as well. Uh, it's shaping up to be a great day. It's fine. Nine, eight, seven, six. It's 537 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Bracket busted. You could still be chosen at random to win a two tomorrow. Sunshine for a couple of days. Might have some rain coming in like Thursday. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Maury Povich, you are not the father of another season. Oh, I see what you did there. Maury has been canceled after 31 seasons. 31! Dude's sh- 83 years old, though. I don't want to be working at 83. Yeah, but that's how he keeps making his money. But there's hope for us if he goes 31 years. We got hope, right? Yeah, (laughs) I I don't know about that. I hope I don't make it for another 31 years. (laughs) The uh, show debuted in 1991 as the Maury Povich show, then became Maury in 1998. Maury always dealt with uh, salacious topics, but unlike Jerry Springer, he tried to fake a certain um, air of gravitas. And nobility, at uh, least for a hot minute. Then came lie detectors and paternity tests, and that was pretty much all out the window at that point. So what's next for Maury? Nothing. He's retiring. Home life with Connie. 83 yeah. years old. What's he spo- I mean, honestly, I mean, I know you love your job, and I like it too sometimes, depending <laughs> on the week. But 82? Yeah. 80, I mean, 83 years old? No, thanks. I. This is. This is. That would have been. A decision I would have made 15 years before it happened. Here's a clip from the first paternity test back in 1998. Today, we're going to be giving paternity tests to the men those mothers believe to be the fathers of their children. And by the end of this hour, no more doubts, no more accusations, just the hard truth. Here's the result. Dana, Sarah is your child. Oh, no, no. Oh, snap. My favorite uh, parody of that was uh, the Virgin Mary and Joseph and <laughs> Maury telling Joseph he wasn't the father. Shocker. And having Joseph do the double middle fingers at Mary and jump around the stage. I thought that was very well done, you know? That's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, BuzzFeed put together a list of 21 facts about celebrities they probably didn't wish we knew about them. You ready for some highlights? Mm-hmm. Yes. Into the 2008 film Little Ashes, Robert Pattinson uh, isn't faking it when he pleasures himself. He tried to pretend several times, but it just wasn't natural. But he's talked about this publicly, so maybe he's not too ashamed about it. There's also that BJ that occurred in the movie with the was it Vincent Gallo and Chloe Sevigny? Yeah, yeah. That she was uh, supposedly real too. She uh, it was legit. 
on-screen downtown mm-hmm. uh, traveling. Did you know she's from the area? Is she really? She's from Western Mass. Close to Big That makes wow. everybody oh, proud. Yeah. Where, yeah. where is, uh, well, if anybody knows anything about, uh, you know, choking on things, it's people from Western Massachusetts. There's no doubt about that. That's right. Uh, what, do you know where she's from? I'd have to look it up, but yeah, no, she's originally from Western Mass. Oh, how about that? Gary Busey once got into a fist fight with another actor over what heaven looks like. Gary <laughs> believes he saw heaven during a near-death experience after his motorcycle crash in 1988. Uh, during the making of the movie Quigley in 2003, Gary was supposed to film a scene in heaven, but he got upset because he felt the set looked nothing like the real heaven. Well, this ain't right. This is just not right at all. I told you my college roommate was the, uh, was the uh, cameraman for that TV show. Oh, yeah. Gary Busey, yeah. and he said it wasn't a matter of uh, if Gary would freak out during the show, but how soon he would freak out during the show. Yeah. I, Every well, he, episode. He's he's a loose cannon, that oh. guy. Uh, Chloe Savigny, by the way, born in? Springfield. Yeah. And moved to Darien, Connecticut at uh, one point. Oh, yeah. well, once you move to Darien, Connecticut, mm-hmm. then that's it. I know, but we can still <laughs> say, even if she spent a day in the hospital, say like at uh, Mercy or Bay State. She's Springfield's very young Chloe 70. As a young teenager, she worked sweeping the tennis courts at the exclusive country club in Darien. How about that? Yeah. Melanie Griffith was clawed in the face by a lion and nearly lost her eye. That was when Melanie was in her early 20s. Her family, including her famous mom, Tippi Hedren, uh, lived on a wildlife preserve with dozens of wild cats. So they decided to make a movie about a family under siege from lions, tigers, and panthers. Why not? Confront your fears, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they used the untrained cats, and lots of people were hurt during the making of the movie. Damn. Damn. I'm not sure I would uh, agree to him a filming like that if I had been attacked by large cats. Um, yeah, I don't think I would either. I'd say no thank you. What is this, Fear Factor? Uh, what the hell is this? Where is this thing? Oh, there's a house for sale in Houston that's basically a tribute to friends, from the furniture to the cabinets to the color schemes. There are even uh, murals on the walls and a decal of Ross shouting pivot on the stairs. You know, the big famous couch mm-hmm. episode that they did? Yes. Hey, Houston would not be the place where I would think that a friend's uh, memorial would be. It's fans all over the country, Steve. Yeah, but the people of Texas don't really seem like the, the friends fan. They got friends in, in Houston. Well, maybe it was purchased by that Mattress Mac guy that spends all that money on Super Bowl wagers and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe he purchased yeah. it, and then you know he owns it, and so he lives in Houston. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a theory. I just I don't know. Just people from Texas don't seem like the uh, the friends loving type. I don't know why you uh, <laughs> want to paint the world with a broad brush, Steve. People love that show all over the country, all over the world. Well, I like Dukes of Hazard. I could see. That's you know, you're that's from the south. It. You got Southern pride. You, you want to Dukes of Hazard. You want to drive the General yeah, Lee? Totally. Not not Ross and Rachel. You know what? I always wanted to know what the hell happened with that Ross and Rachel. He should have been jumping on that fine piece of pony all along, but he didn't. I see what you mean. Disney has decided to bring back a scene that was initially scrapped in the upcoming Buzz Lightyear origin movie, uh, Lightyear, a a same-gender kiss. In fact, this will be the first for the company. You know, I always said when I was watching those Pixar films, you know what they don't have enough of? Same-gender kissing. Matter of fact, they don't even have heterosexual kissing. There's no kissing in that show. Yeah, and there really aren't any hot or chicks. They're, 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 they're not any well, hot cartoon chicks either. Belle is kind of uh, an attractive eh, an attractive car- character. Eh, no, you know, nothing like, uh, you know, Betty and Wilma. I uh, won't argue or with you Judy, on that one. Judy Jetson. You're right about that. 
Judy Jetson. Yeah. She was a teenager, for God's sake. Oh, you're right. I mean, she, yeah. I mean, she grew up at the end of the series. <laughs> that's right. Now, Elroy, that's your boy right there. <laughs> that's perverse. Uh, this has a lot to do with the uh, uh, internal backlash at Disney over the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. The kisses between two female, female characters. One is uh, Alicia Hawthorne, voiced by Uzo Aduba. And the other one is unidentified. There was always a relationship between the characters in the film. It's just a kiss that was removed, but now it's back. And you'll see it June 17th. Fantastic. And that's your Hollywood Trash and Rock 102. I am. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. on Rock 102. We'll have mid-50s today and mid-50s tomorrow with lots of sunshine. The weather brought to you by Taxland. Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxLandOnline.com. Here's your 102-second sports, starting with basketball, NCAA men's action. All set now with the Sweet 16 starting this Thursday. Three of the number one seeds still alive, along with other big names like Duke, Villanova, and Providence. Also, the number 15-seeded St. Peter's Peacocks are still alive, and some guy who bet 75 bucks on them to win it all can make $37,000 if they do so. The Peacocks playing again this Friday against Purdue. Also, high school basketball, congrats to the Central Girls. They beat Andover 43-40, to their first D1 title since 2017. And the NCAA Women's Tournament, Notre Dame knocked out UMass 89-78. to In the NBA, the Celtics beat Denver yesterday 124-104. to In hockey... Uh, the Celtics, excuse me, the Bruins playing tonight at Montreal at 7. You can catch that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5. College hockey, UMass against Minnesota in the NCAA tournament. And AIC will take on top seed Michigan. In golf, in Florida, at the PGA Valspar Championship, the world's number one sporting event named after a paint, Sam Burns beat Davis Riley in a playoff to claim the $1.4 million first place prize. And in football over the weekend, it was disclosed that wide receiver Devontae Adams turned down more money from the Green Bay Packers in order to sign with Las Vegas. Also, quarterback Deshaun Watson landed in Cleveland. And Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford remaining in L.A. on a four-year, $160 million contract extension. So Stafford gets to keep his new team and his new phone as well. You can take your old phone that you've had for 12 years and loved every minute of and trade it in for something new that suits your life now. That's right. It's a great trade. Life-changing. And that's it for the 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will train his sights on the Big Poppy shooting investigation next on Rock 102. Attention New England, join in the March Madness at Leotota Wilbraham. All month long, every pre-owned vehicle purchased at Leotota Wilbraham will include a two-year complimentary mate. Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning sports fans, how the heck are you? As you know, no matter how insanely popular or regionally beloved you may think you are, there's always somebody that thinks you're some sort of jerk. Jesus, Gandhi, Mother Teresa... They all seem like nice enough people, but the truth is there's always somebody who's pretty sick of their crap. And when that happens, you can never be entirely sure what sort of axe they have to grind or the size of the bug that's firmly lodged inside these people. For example, over the weekend, investigators in the Dominican Republic gave new details about the 2019 non-fatal shooting of beloved Boston Red Sox legend David Ortiz. Now, for most of us, Big Poppy is one of the most respected people in Massachusetts sports history. There's no reason not to love that guy. 
But according to the investigation, Big Poppy was shot during an assassination attempt by convicted Domi- Dominican drug kingpin Cesar the Abuser Peralta. The reason? Apparently, Cesar the Abuser had a real problem with David Ortiz and is allegedly consumed with jealousy. Jealous of his fame, the attention, the big fat stacks of cash, and the 286 lifetime batting average. Poppy also had 2,472 hits during his storied career. Cesar only had one that we know about. The final straw came when the apartment building that they were both living in at the time was renamed the Big Poppy Tower. At which point, Cesar the abuser had just about enough and was consumed with anger. He then ordered that Poppy be shot and killed. Poppy, of course, survived, and since then, Peralta has been extradited to U.S. to face countless charges of drug distribution, money laundering, and human trafficking. Peralta claims that he and Big Poppy were once friends. Poppy insists otherwise. Personally, I try to pick my social circle with a little more scrutiny. If you have a nickname like Cesar the Abuser, there's a pretty good chance we're probably not going to see eye to eye. I'd have the same problem if your name was Fred the Registered Sex Offender or Jimmy the Rapist or Billy the Axe Murderer. Again, I keep my social circle small and try to avoid people with questionable nicknames and other outside activities because getting shot with bullets is where I have to draw the line. But hey, in a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five to all power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for 100 bucks each. I'm looking at my phone on the Rockies app. You can look in your laptop at Rockies.com or pick up a sales flyer right there in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? The sales flyer is online, on the app, and on paper. It's your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Van Halen on Rock 102. You know, it might get a little rain Thursday, but until then, looks pretty good. Mid-50s and sunshine. Did you go to the Holyoke Parade over the weekend? I, I did not. No. Did you go to the road race either? Nope. No. Nor did I run in the road race. Ah, well, the did, big guy. Uh, did you? Dave, do I look like I've run anywhere in the last couple of years? Did you watch the parade? I uh, I watched it on TV a little bit. <laughs> I watched a little bit on TV with Sierra Speller. Nothing wrong with that. No, except for her interviewing skills. What are you talking about? All right, so she's uh, she's on the streets, right? It's Sierra Speller, right? And she's uh, walk. You know how they walk alongside because everybody's moving in the parade, sure. so they have to do these mobile interviews as they're as they're moving along. It's kind of like Al Roker does at the Macy's yeah. Day Parade. So maybe. if you if you can pull that thing up for me, and then uh, this is this is her this is her. Um, I gotta download it. What are you doing? It's a clip. Okay, with Sierra Speller interviewing uh, Agawam Mayor Sapelli. Right. All right, and. Uh, it shows her. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Yes. What is this crap? What is going on? Whenever you're ready. Here we go. All right. Yes, we have Bill Sapelli here, Mayor Agawam, my mayor. How's it going today? So she's not even putting the microphone in his face. She's just holding the microphone. <laughs> like, Larry, and she's, and she's, like, like Larry Bud Melman doing yeah, interviews yeah. on the Letterman Show. Right. And she's asking him all these questions, and he's answering, but mm-hmm. you can't hear anything he's saying. Mm-hmm. from Western Massachusetts. Yes, we have Bill Sapelli here, Mayor Agawam. You <laughs> <laughs> just hear him yelling, like, I'm going okay! Put the mic closer. Well, she, she must have thought he had his own microphone. Mm. I don't think so. I think uh, she just doesn't, she didn't really get the whole grasp, the whole concept yeah. of doing on-the-spot interviews as you're walking down the street. What's she going to do? She's no Bursetta Landa Verde. Oh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, listen. Uh, you know, you get uh, you get caught up in the moment. Uh, yeah. you, you, if you hold a microphone out to people in Holyoke on St. Patrick's Day weekend, 
they will grab that microphone out of your hand and eat it like it's a sausage. Just like a shillelagh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, like uh, Augustus Gloop. I'm yeah. hungry. Ooh, that looks like sausage with a string. Eats the top of the <laughs> microphone like it's a meatball. So uh, here's the thing uh, about the weekend that I thought was fascinating. Yeah. The rumble seat in mm-hmm. Chicopee, next town over from uh, from all the action, arranged for five different school buses to take patrons away from the rumble seat mm-hmm. and towards the, uh, the, the the towards the, the road race. Wow, five, five. School- Can Not- you even fit five school buses of people in the rumble seat? No, which makes me think they had to do this in in waves yeah. and shifts. But they had five five buses, and from what I understand, even with the five buses, the place was absolutely jammed with people. That's crazy. I was going to say, that's very unselfish of the rumble seat to take people away. Well, I think the thing that the rumble seat realizes is, is once you get people into a bar with the uh, idea, hey, let's go to the road race, Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, we'll go, and we'll uh, we'll pre-game at the the rumble seat, and Mm -hmm. when the buses get there, we'll just go. There's always going to be a certain number of people who will get so tanked before the buses leave, they say, yeah, you know what? I'm all good right here. I'm going to stay right here and not leave. Oh, look, our platter of wings just arrived. I guess we're going to miss the buses anyway. So they've reached critical mass at some point anyway, and they're happy with the number of customers they have. The word occupancy Mm -hmm. and Holyoke don't necessarily run Mm -hmm. in the same sentence Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Well, any, any of the, all those rules go out the window this time of year. No doubt about it. You know, there's like, how many violations are you going to walk down? You're going to walk down on that race street right in the, right in the front of that thing, and how many people are you going to see out there, uh, you know, violating liquor laws all over all over the place? Patrons, I'm talking about, not the bars. Yeah. But the the people going there. There's people bringing beers from their own cars into that area, which I don't think you're supposed to do. Not allowed. But I don't think there's anyone stopping you. See, I, that's the thing. I mean, you, you can... Yeah. You can prepare yourself with your own libations while you're there. Sure. Even though they say, yeah. "No, you gotta, you gotta buy it right here from, from, uh, from this particular tap." Yeah, you'd have to be doing other stuff that's illegal in order to be busted for just that. I think you'd also have to be like selling drugs, creating a public disturbance, maybe mm-hmm. urinating in public, and then they might bust you for bringing your own beer into that place where you're not supposed to have it. Yeah, probably. And they got. Uh you know, they also interviewed Mayor Dom Dom yesterday on the TV, walking along in the parade. Nice. Room. Oh, really? They put the microphone in front of his face. Did you, did you got that? I that c- I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull. I have it on my phone, but I don't think I can uh, pull uh, it up because yeah. I didn't. It, somebody had sent it to me through Facebook, and I can't uh, seem to play it off hmm. of that. You talk about the dingbats in Holyoke? No, nah, he was. Uh, you know, this. Uh, I. Mayor Dom Dom here, walking the streets of Holyoke. Just like that St. Patrick chased all those snakes out of Ireland, I'm going to chase all these mix right back into Springfield. Because we're going to the John Boyle Club after this. Springfield's where it's at, people. <laughs> you know, I was just looking out for his own constituents. Oh, there's no, no question about it. And I'm sure the Boyle had plenty of people in yeah. it all weekend. But, you know, the thing about, uh, the thing about this is, you know, we used to, be involved in the parade. We used to be involved in the road race, mm-hmm. and we used to get invited on the Thursday night before all of it happened yeah. to these you know, these bar events, and they were always busy. And I think the last one I did, uh, I for, I think it was Francie's. It's it's yeah. all kind of a blur. And they even had uh, a a little a little guy, Tim the Leprechaun, who was uh, dancing in a Leprechaun outfit on top of the uh, 
on top of the bar. It was great fun. Listen, you can't beat the celebration at, at this weekend. I mean, it really, you know, for all the things that we make fun of it, it really is an economic stronghold for the city of Holyoke. I mean, they that brings in so much money for for the uh, for that for that city mm-hmm. that you can't not have this event. What those bars make during that weekend of the road race and the parade mm-hmm. is equal to if not better than what they make for the remainder of the year so thank god it's back after the pandemic thing. well you know two years away from it you know i'm sure you know there's a lot of struggling businesses in downtown holyoke like there are mm-hmm. everywhere in the country but this to have it and to have great crowds uh you know support these events that's awesome but there's a certain part of me it's like oh i'm so glad i didn't go mm-hmm. Uh, I decided not to go. I took my oldest daughter to the uh, the Whip City Animal Sanctuary yesterday because they were having a birthday party for the two baby goats that they had. Oh, They're nice. They're a year old now. Oh. And, uh, you know, we're walking around a farm with uh, feces all over the streets, uh, people spitting up everywhere. It kind of right. was like being in downtown Holyoke for parade day. <laughs> Fe- feeding yeah. people directly from your yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah here, you take this little chocolate. I know you want it. Eat it. Eat it. It's just like Holyoke. Yeah. But, uh, hey, good time. Everybody seemed to have a good time at the parade this weekend. That's good. Yeah. Hey. Uh, maybe other people want to call in. If, maybe we're missing something. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. if we missed anything big that happened. <clears throat> How drunk did you get? 293 yes. 1021. <laughs> it's uh, 620 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. There are about a million places to get away this spring, like rafting the Colorado River <laughs> or hitting the bright lights and buzz of the Vegas Strip. But if you want to get away with... Pearl Jam on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Their frontman, Eddie Vedder, teaming up with NASA for his latest video. It's called Invincible, and I guess there is footage of the NASA's upcoming Artemis Moon mission. As part of the video huh. for this particular release. Now, is this the, uh, the same uh, story that I read about uh, an astronaut landing on a beach somewhere, finding a bottle, rubbing it, and a genie comes out, and she lives with him for years and years? I don't know. I haven't seen the video. You Maybe haven't you're seen right. that one? Maybe you're right. I don't know. And, and the it- only one who really knows that she's actually a, a genie is his friend Roger, and then there's I- this guy I- who also works for... NASA, I believe, is uh, Doctor Bellows keeps asking Major Nelson, "What's going on here?" I think what that's is, what is that? I to? think that's the famous 1960s sitcom "I Dream of Jeannie." You're thinking of? I think no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Eddie Vedder. Was there a, a, a busty woman in a, a Middle Eastern outfit that popped out of the uh, bottle when uh, something happened? Yes. yes okay. Yes. I, I don't think that happens in this video from Eddie Vedder. No, I, I believe I'm, that is Eddie Vedder. All right. I stand corrected. Is there a sponsor? For this? Oh, uh, no, there is no. Oh, there isn't. You just hop right into it. And now it's time! <laughs> oh, today! Oh, the other thing I like about this bit is Steve puts so much into it. I know. He, he pours his soul. Right. Well, today I learned. You have to. Yes. You have to. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it comes clear. Mm-hmm. Well, today I learned mm-hmm. about Canuck the Crow. It was a crow that stole a knife from a crime scene in Vancouver. Get this, right? Okay. Vancouver's most notorious bird, Canuck the Crow, is being accused of flying away with a knife from a crime scene. 
The crow has a reputation in Vancouver, and Vancouver, and its antics are regularly chronicled on social media, including a dedicated Facebook page that has a profile photo of the bird holding a knife on its beak. Isn't there like a turkey? Isn't there a turkey down in Connecticut somewhere that uh, terrorizes the neighborhood, and then they yeah. they they, yeah. they have a whole Facebook page dedicated to them and we, everything? We yeah. had turkeys uh, uh, going after Jerry Todd one day. Right here in the uh, right right here in the uh, in the parking lot. Well, if anybody needs to be attacked by turkeys, it's Jerry Todd. You should have seen him. Yeah. Jerry actually, you know, he's a very mild mannered guy when yeah. he's around here. He actually, uh, to save his own life, uh, to get into the building, he had to do like uh, one of those jujitsu type of uh, MMA uh, drop kicks mm-hmm. just to get the uh, the turkey away from him. Wow, it's unbelievable! Is there video of that? I wish. I wish there was, because uh, it was. It sounds hilarious. Because that, be, that could become part of Eddie Vedder's new tune as well. Yeah, I don't think anybody became smart enough to go back and look on the uh, surveillance cameras here. No, we only, that. we only look at people who are either here illegally or setting the building on fire. That's true. Well, anyway, last week, police had shot a man near uh, Hastings and Cassiar Streets in Vancouver. They were called to the scene of a car engulfed in flames when they arrived. Police said they were confronted by a man with a knife. Shots were fired, and the man was arrested. Uh, the Vancouver Courier reporter Mike Howell said he saw the bird with had a red tag on its leg, uh, as does Canuck, swoop in and pick up an object from inside the cordon off area by police tape. The bird flew like six blocks with his knife. Wow. Before they finally caught up with it Impressive. and got it. But that's tampering with evidence at the scene. Do you charge the bird? I think you do. I think you have to arrest the uh, you have to arrest this Canuck. You know, I uh, I had already heard about this story because mm-hmm. I thought, uh, and I'm surprised that uh, that you hadn't because I thought everybody had heard about the bird. Coming up next in the news, a big time drug and firearms bust in Greenfield. Details straight ahead. Hampshire Fire Protection LLC in Westfield has immediate openings for Massachusetts and Connecticut licensed fire spring. Time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or servulocksmith.com. It's time for news and here's Dave Coombs. Hey, a lot of celebrations occurring over the weekend because of St. Patrick's Day and the big run in Holyoke as well. And congrats, by the way, to Malcolm Connor and Jenna Gigliotti. They were the winners of the St. Patrick's run in Holyoke. I know we don't normally recognize that kind of stuff because, like, the real winners are the people that drink a lot and have a good time. But, you know, these were serious runners who took it seriously and took first place in their respective divisions. Well, there's usually uh, somebody who wins that big pile of money at the end. Isn't it like a big cauldron of gold coin and a, and a, and a big rainbow comes right into it? No, I believe you're thinking of uh, potato chip vomit from the uh, from the parade, the road, the you're spectators right. of the road race. My mistake. Yeah. Also a celebration over the weekend in Westfield, more than 250 friends and supporters gathering at Tacoa Country Club for the inaugural ball of Mayor Michael McCabe. It was a sneaker ball, apparently. The theme of the night was all roads lead to home, and sneakers were the requested footwear for the gala. Did Gary Rome let them, uh, Gary or Jerry Rome, let them uh, get away with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they would. Because they used to use the same uh, uh, tagline, all roads lead to Rome. Oh. And I'm just wondering if there's some sort of... Copyright infringement there or something? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not trying to, call, I'm not uh-huh. trying to put any uh, ideas in anyone's head. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, it also doesn't say why sneakers were the requested footwear. I read through the whole article, and uh, nothing in there about why sneakers were the requested footwear. It must have been some sort of 
theme involved there. I don't know. Mm. I'll be damned. Not sure. Crime in Greenfield. Apparently a big drug and firearms bust occurred late last week. Members of the Northwestern District Anti-Crime Task Force, with assistance from the Mass State Police STOP team and Greenfield Police Department, all of them converging on a home and apparently confiscating 48 grams of cocaine, 50 bags of heroin and fentanyl, a stolen 380 caliber semi-automatic handgun, and, I love this part, approximately $2,344 in cash. Approximately $2,344 in cash. Damn. I, I guess they didn't factor in the cents involved there. That's why they said approximately. Well, with all that counting that they had already been doing, mm-hmm. you know how it is. You start counting, you lose your place, and then finally said, out oh, of hell with it. It's probably about $4,500. Well, uh, we are on a national change shortage, so I think they just round up everything like they do at a CVS. That <laughs> makes sense. And then they Would you like you- to round up today? <laughs> they never ask you to round down. <laughs> Nobody ever asks you to round. If you're like uh, five cents, they're asking you, do you want to round up to, you know, 95 cents to reach that next dollar? Right. No. No, I don't. But, you know, I also say no when they all ask me to round up, too. But they should say round down. That's what they need to say. Maybe. And and while they're being more efficient there, then they give you a receipt that's like 20 pages long as well. Yeah. Well, that's, how you, uh, that's how you wrap all those things. I guess. Bin. Something tells me next Christmas party. It, your <laughs> your your presence gonna get wrapped up in CVS receipts. Yeah, go. but you know what I've done at CVS now? I've signed my extra care card up for digital receipts, so it just goes to my email now. Yeah, oh, but, but now to. it's the longest email you get. No, mm-hmm. I, I, it just goes right into the junk pile. Where's the fun in that? Well, there really is no junk pile. It's all just <laughs> it's a pile. It's just a pile. Right. Uh, Bin Thon Lee of Brockton apparently ordered to forfeit two point four million dollars worth of Bitcoin. He was sentenced to eight years in prison for using the dark web for drug trafficking and an operation that was very sophisticated. Not just Bitcoin, but cash involved as well. What's this dark web you speak of? I would love to be on the dark web. It's very easy to do, Steve. It is, yeah. Is it? Yeah. You know, whenever I'm running scams or uh, stealing (laughs) identities, I always go on the dark web. Well, how do you get on the dark web? Well, there's actually a certain browser. Well, it's I wouldn't call it a browser. It's like a website that's untraceable. Mm-hmm. You could, you could, I mean, you could look it up. I could give it to you, but then I'd have to give you my password. And eh, I don't know if I don't want to do that. But none of it's traceable. You can do whatever you want on the on the dark web, and no one knows where you're going. Oh, great! I can send those uh, those. What do they call those things? Where you the SWAT the SWATs? Yeah, swatting, right. swatting. Swat, oh yeah, like, sure. I'll right. send one to your house. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. Well, and then you got to conduct a crime elsewhere while you're doing the swatting to throw people off. Then you do something else somewhere else. You know, uh, that's uh, not unheard of. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I don't know if I want to say exactly who I was talking to, but it was a it was a law enforcement person who said that you know how easy it is to like especially like out where i live mm-hmm. like if you if you were to get one of those burner phones mm-hmm. and then like call in something like hey uh there's a th- there's a there's a hostage situation going on here at some house and then you give them an address well all of those cops go to that house and since you're out in the middle of nowhere you could be breaking into somebody else's house this is a this is a great a uh, great idea crime story that we could be doing. You need a burner phone? I got a bunch of them. I'm selling them in the back of my car. Yeah. Did you get them on the dark web? I did. Oh. I did. Totally untraceable. Even scratched off some of the serial numbers. In 
good news from here in Western Mass. You know, 30% of food is wasted or shifted from... Not, not in my house, well, that's for damn sure. that's true. Yeah, I guess this wouldn't apply to you, Bax, but the food that is wasted is used to feed animals, so there is a good use for the wasted food, but there could be a better use in using it for humans for which it was intended, and there's a company fixing all of that right now, and it's right here in Western Mass. It's a startup in Holyoke called Clean Crop Technologies, and they just received some major financial backing from the folks at Mass Mutual. So they're redefining the future of pasteurization and transforming the food supply chain into a more positive and healthy food experience. Right in Olio, this big business called Clean Crop Technologies. Good news here in Western Mass. So uh, are they uh, basically reformulating garbage? No, they're taking the food that we normally consume and eliminating the pathogens from it and the toxins oh. from it mm. using some... Pretty high-class technology, which is way beyond my comprehension. I read it in the news four or five times this morning, and I decided not to even attempt to try and describe it. I'm the it. same way with the jumble. Mm -hmm. And they're turning it back into food? No, no. It's it's the food that we normally consume. Yeah. They're just making it better than it was and lasting longer than it would normally. It sounds like they're putting preservatives into things. No, they're eliminating the stuff that's bad. They're using no preservatives. Well, they use the pasteurization process which is huh. part of the normal food process. This is Louis chain. Pasteur. Yeah, exactly. Very good, Steve. Yeah. But anyway, congrats to the folks at Clean Crop Technologies for doing us proud right from Holyoke. Also, speaking of doing us proud, teams from Massachusetts taking part in the first Robotics Rapid React competition happened in Springfield this weekend. The high school kids competing for the chance to earn a bid to the New England Robotics Championships and eventually the national championship in Houston. The high school tinkers is what they call them. They're budding engineers, and they work on all these robots. And it's it's fantastic. I saw it in uh, 22 News and in westernmassnews.com. Mm -hmm. And the theme this year was transportation. So they're using these robots to transport things from one place to another. The video is fascinating, by the way. Yeah, we've actually had, uh, uh, oh, my God. Dana's Dan his first name, Henry. Dana Henry, Dana, yeah. Dana Henry from Agawam. He was he runs the robotics, uh, Rosie Robotics. Hmm. It's like that uh, extracurricular club. These kids are absolutely amazing. I went and saw the match. They had it at Winnick, um, or yeah, new when new now. That's right, yeah, yeah, right. Still, uh, but, it, but at West New England University, mm -hmm. they had the whole competition. I took the kids a few years ago to go see it. You know, this was obviously pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, very impressive. They were using these robots to play like a basketball game. Like they, the robot had to go grab a ball and then go put it in the thing. But it's all these things that these kids created together, and it was really, really impressive. Well, this, this one was at Western New England University. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, they were using it to sort of lure some of these high school kids to attend their college. Well, yeah. they got an excellent engineering program mm -hmm. over there. But they used to show up at uh, the Mayflower Marathon, mm -hmm. and they had robots actually delivering food That's from great. their cars to the tent. It was really cool. Yeah. Yes. Just don't create a robot that can do our jobs for us. Please spare us here in the broadcast industry. I hate to break it to you. They already do. Yeah. I know, right. And uh, speaking of the broadcast industry, we didn't make the list, apparently, of the top jobs on a list that was created in the UK. The the uh, said. Yep, the authors of this study saying that even though it's unfair and based on stereotypes, they've determined the jobs and hobbies that are seen as the most boring 
and the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So on the list of the most boring jobs you can possibly have data analysis, accounting, taxes or insurance, cleaning, and banking. The five jobs considered the most exciting are the performing arts. Is that kind of us, isn't it? The, are we the performing arts or not? Yeah, no, no, I, really. I wouldn't I would, say art. All right. That's, that's yeah. too, too, too rigid. Also, journalism. We're, we're kind of doing journalism right no, now. No, no, we're not doing no, that. No, no, really. No, not not, not right technically. No. Damn it. Especially now. Uh, yeah. Teaching, which I don't know. There's a lot of people that I know that are quitting their teaching jobs. I'm not sure. And then healthcare and science. 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 Well, there might be teachers quitting, but that was a lot of to do to the, well, I'm so close to retirement. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to be teaching a Zoom class and a mask for the next two years? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of them retired. So there's a shortage of teachers as well. But I'm pretty sure that most teachers, at least the ones that I've met, are pretty thankful that, they, that they're doing what they do because they like teaching kids. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't know. One of the most exciting jobs, according to this new study from the UK, teaching. How about that? And we didn't make the cut on either end, which is good. So I guess broadcasting somewhere in the middle between no, no, boring and interesting. Probably more on the bottom third. But you know, but nevertheless, there's always room to move for next year. Exactly I bet you right. the people are filling out that form were so, too young to go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that radio thing that's in the car <laughs> that my dad listens to. <laughs> hey, spring officially began yesterday, guys. And mid-50s today and tomorrow with lots of sunshine the next couple of days. Coming up next... In our Mass Hat segment, we got somebody from right here in Western Mass to celebrate. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 648 and Mountain on Rock 102. Speaking of Mountain, uh, later this week, we're going to be talking to Dee Snyder from uh, Twisted Sister. Mm -hmm. He's a part of a uh, a brand new project called the, uh, The Legacy, a tribute to Leslie West of Mountain. He and a bunch of other guys are... Recording music, uh, celebrating Leslie West music. Leslie West died about a year ago, and so uh, we'll be talking to him sometime later on this week. Oh, I'm not going to take that. No, you see what you're I, not going to take it. You're see not what I did? Yeah. Ah, I see. Yeah, it. yeah there it is. I'm going to burn in hell. Yeah, uh, for, for even thinking about that. Get it? Yeah, I know. That was, that I know. A song by them too. I know. I know. I only know one song by Twisted Sister, so I don't know. I can't. Which you, one? You know, I the, want, the first one you referenced. You don't there. know "Burn in Hell." That nope. was another. What one about I want to rock? Nope. No, yeah, what are you going to do with your life? I want to rock. Yeah. Oh, Remember yeah, I guess I know that. Sure you do. Yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 51. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. All right. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's Mass Hat. From right here in Western Mass at Northampton High School, apparently the principal is the Mass Hat. So almost the entirety of Northampton High School's student body walking out of classes last week, putting on stickers that read, quote, hello, my name is Ass Hat. And then they gathered in front of the school to protest against the principal, who apparently had referred to a group of students as Ass Hats. Mm. Mm-hmm. In a email to a colleague that was recently unveiled, do we have the email? No, yeah. Do we know the context in which he was calling some of these students ass hats? She didn't like the fact that they were protesting and using phrases like "you can't weaponize equity," and apparently the whole discussion was over some of the honors math classes 
that included both honor students and regular math students, but apparently the grading was different for each set of students. And so the students I see. didn't like that, and so they called the principal. Well, they, they, they protested, and then the principal called them asshats for protesting. Yeah, you remember when we were in all high school? Mm-hmm. Uh, not together, obviously. We're all different ages. But remember back when you were in high school, mm-hmm. and there were things that went on that we were all outraged over? And you say, man, if I were the student body president, I would I would run a puppet regime. Mm-hmm. I would tear this whole place down. No more homework. We'd make big changes. We'd do all kinds of things. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, uh, you're powerless. You mean as a student body? As a student, you are powerless. Well, well you- some of the teachers actually joined the students in the protest against the principal. Well, there you go. That shows a little bit of uh, solidarity, mm-hmm. but nevertheless. I'm uh, I'm sticking up for the principal. I've been around high school kids before. Some of them are, in fact, asshats. Well, yeah, he- but still, as a principal, you probably shouldn't be using that word in an yeah, internal yeah, memo but, or not. Okay, internal memo or not, but listen, uh, you know, is there a history of this person using uh, derogatory terms towards their students? I mean, who doesn't get upset at work mm-hmm. and, and, and want to say something that they regret saying later on? Like, it's just one of those things. Like, aren't we all kind of just human beings and, you know, you screw up every once in a while? What's so, uh, what's... So what? You got called an asshat. Big deal. Well, yeah, they got called a lot worse. There's right. some very sensitive young people mm-hmm. in uh, Northampton High School. You yeah. call somebody an asshat, that could very easily scar you for life. God forbid, asshat. I'm, you, call, I'm calling you, Bex, an me, asshat. Yeah, me. Dave, you're an asshat, too. Well, you're an asshat. I'm pretty hurt no, by you're that. You're an asshat. Yeah, because you know, I'm rubber, you're glue. Can I walk out of here and... Take the rest of the day off. No, that's you all can't. I really want to do. I know you are, but what am I? Dave barricade the door. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, right. So, so what did you guys protest against, or what would you have protested for or against in school? See, for us, it would have been better food in the lunch line. I think. I always appreciated the food at school. Did you really? Yeah, when I got to high school, there was uh, the the food was uh, there was uh, you know you could get the hot lunch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or you could get uh, the cold lunch, which was like salads and, and like lunch meats and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That was the thing I went to in high school every day was the lunch meat salad line. And I'd get a nice big hoagie every uh-huh. day and uh, eat that up for lunch. Well, you're missing out on the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese nah, that way, though. See, now nah, I wasn't uh, wasn't into the hot food. Yeah, so we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have that option. There was only one option, and you took it. And the succotash. You're missing out on the succotash. But you got fed. You know, you really, beggars can't be choosers. You know, there was always like a, like a social pecking order mm-hmm. uh, in the in the lunchroom. Really, for us it, there was like a, like only the cool kids got the hot lunch. Oh, I see what you mean. So not necessarily the seating arrangements because normally you'd get the clicks now nah, of I certain mean, students seating uh, with each had, other. We had that, and that's you know that's just an unavoidable reality of high school. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, back then. Uh, everybody got the hot lunch. Right. Only the cool kids got the hot lunch. Mm. The the geeks and losers brought their own lunch in a bag geeks or a and box. <laughs> and you know, now, as a, as an adult, I'm thinking, you know what? The smart ones really won, are were the ones who brought lunch with them mm-hmm. because at least they could guarantee that the food didn't taste like straight up garbage. Good point. Why were the cool kids the ones that got had to eat like the the pizza burgers and the tater tots all mm-hmm. day? Why Why were we considered on a higher level? I never understood that. Did you have a lunchbox, by the way? I stopped bringing a uh, lunchbox to school, uh, I believe, in third grade. But I had a wicked cool lunchbox. It was Hot Wheels. 
Like a Hot Wheels? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was badass. Yeah, I had a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe one. Wow, that must have gone over pretty well socially. Jerry Todd brings his uh, Star Trek lunchbox still to work every day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To this beat, day. Can't beat that. No, I think that's can. cool. Yeah, I think I had a Superman lunchbox. But then, you know... It goes out of date very quickly, you know, because there's there's something new on television like the next year. So you got to like replace it every year, the lunchbox, you know, just like you had to replace some of your clothing every year that went out of style. See, I tell you, sometimes the the paper bag just makes more sense. And Mm. if I were going to do it all over today, if I were going to start my life all over again, I'd be brown bagging it. That's what I would do. Similar to the way you used a brown bag to wrap some of your uh, school books. And then you could do artwork all over the brown bag and turn it into whatever you wanted, right? Well, we were required to have a cover in every textbook. You that were? Was our, our and so did, did you go the brown paper bag route? Every single yeah. time. Every time. I always wanted a uh, Boy Meets World with Topanga lunchbox, you know? I'd like to brown bag that, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that. I'm going on with that. Yeah. I think uh, the kids at Northampton High School are assets, by the way. <laughs> Mid-50s. Yes, Steve said that. All right. Yeah, blame Steve. Send the send the hate mail to Steve. Right, right. What's, your, what's your email address? Steve for? at rock102.com or Dave at laser993.com. <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to get a, a rock... A Rock 102 email address, yeah, by the well, way. Well, it depends when your promotional period is done. <laughs> All right. Mid-50s today and tomorrow. Sunshine the next couple of days. Spring officially began yesterday. We've got your Rock 102 102-second sports coming up next. Bracket busted. You could say am. It is just about 7 a.m. on Rock 102. And the weather for today, mid-50s and sunshine. Pretty much the same for tomorrow. Spring officially began yesterday, by the way. And the weather brought to you by Freedom Credit Union, celebrating 100 years. Here's 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with football. Over the weekend, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford signing a four-year, $160 million extension to remain with the Rams and quarterback Deshaun Watson landing in Cleveland to play for the Browns. Meantime, in golf at the Valspar Championship, your winner was Sam Burns in a playoff over the weekend. He claims the $1.4 million first-place prize. In hockey, UMass against Minnesota and AIC against Michigan in the upcoming NCAA hockey tournament. The Bruins are at Montreal for a 7 o'clock game tonight. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. And in basketball, the Celtics beat Denver yesterday, 124-104. to High school hoops, congrats to the Central girls. They beat Andover 43-40, to the first D1 title for the girls since 2017. NCAA women's basketball, Notre Dame over UMass, 89 to 78 to eliminate the minute women. And in the NCAA men's tournament, the Sweet 16 all set starting this Thursday and Friday. Three of the number one seeds still alive, along with big names like Duke, Villanova, and Providence, and little names like the number 15 seed St. Peter's Peacock, somebody who bet 75 bucks on them to win it all, could earn. Almost $40,000 if they win the whole thing. St. Peter's playing again on Friday against Purdue. And for those of you who are paying attention to the brackets, sorry. Lose that bet. No Connecticut. Bracket is red. Kentucky got upset. My bracket isn't good. Kind of like 
Bax and the rest of us, by the way. And speaking of Bax, his view from the couch next on Deshaun Watson, who we said landed in Cleveland over the weekend. We'll see how that's going to work out for him. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. View from the couch next. It's the Jeep Celebration event going on this month at the Bratera Jeep Center on Riverdale Street in West Springfield. With our huge inventory of Jeeps, we can give you what you're looking for at the best price and save you the hassle of shopping around. Save hundreds, even thousands. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I know that the very last thing that anyone cares about are the personal decisions made by the Cleveland Browns. I don't care about the Browns. In fact, it's even weird to hear those, those words coming out of my mouth. However, I feel compelled to mention what's been happening in Cleveland over the last couple of days. On Friday, the Cleveland Browns made a trade with the Houston Texans to acquire quarterback Deshaun Watson. To make this trade, the Cleveland Browns gave up their first-round draft pick this year, next year, and the year after that. They also get two later-round draft picks. That's five draft picks for just one guy. But here's the other crazy part. The Browns have also given Deshaun Watson a five-year contract worth $230 million. Every penny of it is completely guaranteed. That makes it the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history. Not just the biggest, but the biggest by more than $80 million. Now you might ask, hey, Baxi, isn't Deshaun Watson the subject of a long NFL investigation for violating the league's code of conduct policy for repeatedly sexually assaulting female massage therapists? Well, in fact, you would be right. He is under investigation, and he's facing a possible six-game suspension for his conduct. But the Browns claim that they conducted their own investigation into these allegations against him and found there was nothing wrong and signed him anyway. Meanwhile, the lawyer representing 22 of his accusers told ESPN yesterday that nobody in the Browns organization reached out to him or the 22 women who have filed a civil lawsuit against him. Instead, they rewarded the guy with the richest guaranteed contract in football history. Now, you might ask, hey, Baxi, what about quarterback Baker Mayfield? What are they going to do with that guy? To which I would say, Baker who? Oh, you mean the guy that didn't sexually assault 22 women? Well, he's really not their kind of guy. But Deshaun Watson, you don't want to pass on a guy on that caliber because he's something special. But hey, it of a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Paint and primer all in one. Is that really a thing? How well does it work? Well, it is a thing, and it does work. Call It's called Clark and Kensington, the house brand painted Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington delivers in the paint and primer all in one promise. Good people, rock solid service, and Clark and Kensington to paint at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 on Rock 102. And it's officially spring. Began yesterday. Mid-50s today, mid-50s tomorrow. Lots of sunshine. Well, things are springing up around here. You're damn right about that. God damn it. It's uh, got going. Swinging dead cats and making the ladies proud. Coming right after a whole weekend in Holyoke at the parade and the road race. You got a little vomit on your chin there. Yeah, how'd, you, how'd you hold it all down, Scotty? Buddy, I wasn't, I told you guys <laughs> off the air, I, I wouldn't, well, I, I shouldn't say that. 
I prefer not to go to the parade anymore. Well, you know, you were saying, I mean, that was part of your job back in the day to do that. At to, Channel 40, we yeah. had to, we, we marched like every year and it was just, it's enough. But, and that's it. It's not that it's a bad event. Not at it's all. It's just that we just prefer not to go to We've, it. Yeah. We, you know, it's like yeah. kind of been there, done that. I was telling no. Steve, I, you know, I'm on one of these seven or eight guy texts things you know mm-hmm. when we're you know we just abuse each other all day and um so i'm like um i had just gotten back into town after being out east and i'm like hey uh, anybody want to go to the toasted owl uh in hamp and watch some you know hoops you know later on right and i and they just start they they start after me it's it's the st patrick's day parade today what's your problem you know uh, you know don't you know <laughs> and i'm just thinking yeah if you guys only knew the half look, of it. Yeah. look at you scott with the uh the, the western mass jargon you know like you're oh anybody want to go to ham to go to the toasted owl yeah right yeah. Well, that's what i do steve you know so uh but no i i steered completely clear well because we, we were talking we were talking about before we went on the uh, the many years where we walked in it yeah. not too far behind you guys at uh, at channel 40 yep going to uh you know pal joey's and, and letting her rip and then all of a sudden now you're walking two and a half miles it, and it's a long walk back. I don't care what anybody, it's a long drive back to yeah. your car. Yeah, and the, the, uh, the, the most vivid memory is um, you're in Pal Joey's, which was just a, a total dump. And I don't even think it's still there. It's in the Stop and Shop Plaza. And you're sitting there, and the and the, the cops and the firemen are there. The cops are still got their guns, in a, you know, and they're drinking in the bar. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. ah, yeah. But nothing we, bad could possibly. No, nothing wait, yeah, bad. What, what could what could possibly yeah, go there wrong? There you go. Hey, uh, let's talk about the tournament sure. here for a minute. Uh, already, my brackets are destroyed. Uh, mine was after the after the first day. Yeah, it did. It took me all of it took me all of till four thirty on Thursday to see to say, all right, this is not going the way I had planned. No, mm-hmm. it didn't go the way anybody planned it, and and it's almost it was almost in some ways a relief because I had I think I had Kentucky like almost going all the way so they get beat uh by saint peter's and it, it, it was almost like okay pressure's off right now i can now i can just enjoy the tournament yeah. and then it continued thursday and, and both days yeah it's been a quagmire I, so, I held out until yesterday you did done yeah <laughs> tennessee auburn out and out bye-bye i See, think i had wisconsin uh winning my bracket and they got beat I, th- I, you know, it's like I, th- you know, how sometimes you have two sides of the bracket, mm-hmm. and like my first side was like just destroyed, right? And then the, I think the second side was just kind of hanging in there, and Wisconsin's out, so I'm just a spectator now. Yeah. I, I had him in the Sweet 16, Wisconsin, but yeah, I would have had them losing uh, uh, to Kansas, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, that would have been the Elite Eight. Would have had him losing to Kansas, but now. Uh, that's not a thing. Instead, I'm more furious at North Carolina, who not only uh, beat Marquette, <laughs> Come on, but man. they also got Baylor, who I had in the Final Four, and you they did, beat yeah. them too. So, uh, to hell with North Carolina. Uh, I don't like uh, I don't like either. I don't like that team at all. I never have. Yeah, I felt I felt your pain on on the first day. But c- come on, man, you knew. Uh, listen, I I know school spirit is one thing but you had to see that coming a mile away dude they were a streaky hot team and uh you know throughout the season but they lost by 32 points the kids at kylie middle school could have beaten marquette on thursday well did you fill out a bracket uh, there, uh, Chuckles? I did. Uh, you know, uh, I was just thinking about all these upsets. You know, 1237 this morning, Arizona survived a ridiculous game to close out the second round of the tournament. 
Complete chaos was narrowly avoided. Had See, Dave, TCU I, been able to pull off to the do. upset, this tourney would have been they nearly matched the record for unpredictability, which was set all the way back in 2021. for his sports expertise. Seed for the total right. remaining teams in the big dance is 85. It could have been 93, which would have uh, been surpassed only by the 94 of last year. He's such a fan. Is. He's such a fan. Right. The seed total yeah. ties for the third highest in tourney history along with 2018 and mm-hmm. all the way back in 2000. I'm going to ask the two of you to show a little bit of respect. Steve has given some hard-nosed evidence uh, uh, analysis right here. Go, Steve, good good on you. He's per- pr- proven that he can read. Perhaps it's, uh, this is the two-year blip that does not signify anything bigger. Right. You know, after all, it was 2019 right, that produced the chalkiest Sweet fine. 16 since the field expanded to 64 in 1985. That'll be fine. Thank but you. the back-to-back busting of practice to this extent uh, does, does raise the question of whether a new level of unpredictability is upon us. It's a good question. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, uh, that happened over the weekend is we found out that uh, Big Poppy was killed by, uh, was shot at by a guy named Cesar the Abuser. Wow. A drug kingpin who has now been extradited back into this country for any number of things. But he he shot at Big Poppy because of jealousy. David Ortiz should be, I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're going to have fun with this and we're making light of it. David Ortiz should be dead. That this, this drug lord, you know, bad, bad uh, hombre um, puts a hit on David Ortiz. And if it wasn't for literally the gang that couldn't shoot straight, Pop, he, he, he'd, he'd be dead. He'd be dead. What, what's, yeah. what's the name of the, is it Cedric the Entertainer, did you no, say? The, uh, <laughs> Cesar the Abuser oh, Peralta. Okay, yeah. okay sorry. And, Just, and apparently the, the motivation to shoot him was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he the final, him. The, he dissed him. He dissed him. And the mm-hmm. final straw in this whole thing was, they were both living in the same apartment building, you know, on different floors. Mm-hmm. You know, Poppy was on one floor. Uh, As you do. Cesar, the abuser, was on another. And the owner of the of the building decided to rename the apartment building the Big Poppy Tower. Well, at that point, this guy says, all right, I've had enough. Right. Something's got to give. I've uh, been humiliated just about enough. You show me You show me a drug kingpin with thin skin. I, it's they're, they're a dime a dozen. I, you'd like to think they would have a little bit more, you know, you're right, thicker skin. Thicker skin. Nothing. Nothing maybe, at all. Maybe he was upset that uh, Big Poppy was buying steroids from another drug dealer and not him. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's where the, uh, the confusion gets. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. There's the line. All right, no more calls. We have like, a winner. I don't like the sounds of any of this. Um, <laughs> the Red Sox signed uh, Troy Story from the Trevor Rockies. Story. Uh, Trevor Story. Uh, $140 million deal. Yep. And uh, so now you got to figure out what's going to happen with the, with the infield. You know, because you know Xander Bogarts uh, is playing shortstop. This guy's only been a shortstop only been his a short career, stop. and as it turns out, Xander Bogarts was involved in getting him uh, to sign with the Red Sox. So pretty interesting. Uh, and he'll move. He's never. He's and a, um, a a gold a gold Glover uh, at shortstop. He's going to move to second base. What did I have here? Um, Thirty-seven home runs in eighteen, thirty-five in nineteen, twenty-four last year. He's he can hit for power. He steals thirty plus bases a year. This guy's he's the real deal, man. Well, and if A Rod can move over from shortstop to third for the Yankees, which is what he did when he doing, yep. why this guy can probably make the move to second base. He probably can, yep. but it but it is it is pretty wild that you would sit there and pay a guy one hundred and forty million dollars mm-hmm. and and ask him to play a position that he's never played before. Well, Bogart said, by the way, refused. He said, "No, I'm not moving. I'm not moving." <laughs> and so either that's what's going to happen, yep. or 
more, um, they'll, you know, they're maybe more wheeling and dealing, mm-hmm. but they still need to find guys who can pitch. So that's the bottom line. And Chris Sale is hurt, too. Chris Sale's hurt. Yeah, which is you know it's not le- surprising, le- but least surprising headline of the day. <laughs> right, but when he's healthy, he's terrific. He's but terrific. When he's when he's uh, unhealthy, which is always, he's not very effective. Yep. <laughs> um, didn't want to get out of here without talking about the UMass hockey team. Got to do that, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just absolutely, uh, just an unbelievable program that Greg Carvel has up there. Uh, where they win hockey East for the second year in a row, they're going to the Frozen Four for the third time. Hopefully, um, great, great stuff. Just great. Yeah. Uh, what else did you say? There was something else, another well, local story. Well, AIC. A- 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 yeah. and, and AIC, who they've turned that program around to. They're, I guess they're they're playing in the regional down in Allentown. UMass is going to Worcester. So, yeah, keep uh, it. You know, obviously, UMass has an opportunity to to make some noise. AIC, they're just they're just happy to be there at this point. Did want to mention uh, this whole Deshaun Watson trade. I just mentioned on my view from the couch. So this is a guy that has been uh, traded to Cleveland from uh, from Houston. Uh, five draft picks, crazy, uh, for, and it's it's two hundred and thirty million dollars, completely guaranteed, completely guaranteed. And he's still yet to go to court over the civil lawsuit against twenty two women yep. claiming that he sexually assaulted them when they were massage therapists and he was their client. Um, why would the Cleveland well, Browns say, "Oh no, we've totally investigated all of this yeah. stuff, and no, we don't see anything, anything wrong"? I mean, first of all, he's a he's he's a terrific quarterback, he's a great talent. But is he with a with a with a record like that, with a reputation like that, which has been stained? Uh, is he worth a two hundred thirty million dollar guaranteed contract? I mean, Baxi, it's almost like you they by doing this. I mean, you know, and all kidding aside. It just it just reiterates the fact that they don't care the 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 NFL especially professional sports they don't care. There's just so much money involved for being successful. How wh- why in the world would you even just go near that guy? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's like a, a dumpster fire, you know, times ten, and they don't care. Well, he may miss the first few games of the season six. too. At least six yeah. that he may be suspended for. I just, I, you know, you you got. I don't know. I, other, I, you just wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. But but they have. You know, and there there are plenty of people will will see the story and say, wait a minute. He's accused of sexually assaulting 22 women. Not one. Not, not one. Not but three. But, but 22. 22. Uh, and the same story being told by all of them. Yep. All, all Exactly. But yet, Colin Kaepernick can't get a break. And all he, that guy did was take a knee. Yep. You know, where, you know, where is the logic there is none. behind that? There is none. Like not, I said, Not nope. to say that Colin Kaepernick is, is still a great quarterback after not playing for years now. Yep. But it's like, you know, how do you justify signing this guy and not even giving Kaepernick an opportunity to at least try out for your team makes well, no sense to me. It, well, you know what? It do, it doesn't make any sense to you. But I mean, in in this day and age, and in our culture, uh, and what's going on in our country, we know why Colin Kaepernick is not getting a shot to play in the NFL. But the Deshaun Watson thing is just you know, there's uh, this this is this is the bad signing and the bad look that all others will be measured by, no matter what sport you're talking about. Absolutely. Steve, you got anything? No, I'm done. And yet, right. the ratings continue to be so high for the NFL, no, just, despite all this Nobody stuff. cares. Yeah. They, they don't care. They don't care. 
Something to think Neither, about. You know what? I don't care either. I'm out of here. I know you don't care. I'm out of here. Damn rat's ass. Scott Cohen, it's good to see you. You guys too. It's 721 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. This spring, Rock 102 celebrates an iconic duo, Bacon and Brews. Join us at the Log Cabin on Sunday. Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It My is, mistake. It is Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave and the Rolling Stones. And uh, the background vocals of Mary Clayton there, if you've never heard the isolated vocals, check this out. You can hear it again. Very powerful for Mary Clayton. She had a miscarriage after singing those vocals, apparently. She went home and had a miscarriage. She had no idea who the Rolling Stones were, by the way. They acted on a tip. They needed a background singer. They asked somebody. Mary Clayton showed up, had no idea who the Stones were. No, I was listening to that song, and I go, wow, is it 728 on a Monday morning already? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you... Miss uh, any part of our show? You can check out uh, the back. You can check out the back Stephen Dave Daily podcast on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. Another look at Baxi's enormous record collection. This time we're looking at 1974's Kimono My House by the band Sparks. Uh, they're going to be in Boston next week at the uh, at the Wang. Mm. I'm going to the Wang next week. I bet you are. Checking out the Wang. First time you have done that, huh? No, I've been to the Wang well, more than once. I bet you have. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> if you want to check out uh, more information about Sparks, in case you don't know who the hell they are, great documentary on Netflix, The Sparks Brothers. They also did uh, the music and wrote the whole film called Annette with uh, Adam Driver. So this Ooh. is a big year for Sparks. And uh, you can check that out on rock102.com. I've never been inside the Wang. How is it? Uh, you don't want to go inside the Wang. Sometimes just standing by it ah. is all you really need. Okay. Uh, really, it's, it's a lot bigger than you think when you get uh, really? up close. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what two uh, Wangs sound like when they start talking? No. no. Rock 102. Oh, sorry. I missed the rehearsal. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> we have news next to Rock 102. It's back, and better than ever. It's the original Western Mass Home and Garden Show. 7.33. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So, good news and bad news locally. The good news all about St. Patrick's Day and the parade in Holyoke and the St. Patrick's Run, which, by the way, was won by Malcolm Connor on the guy's side and Jenna Gigliotti on the female side. Big winners, though, the organizers in the community of Holyoke as the race and the parade returned for the first time since the pandemic set in. Mm. And on the bad side of things, construction cost overruns. Do we have any, uh, before you get into that, yeah. do, we, do we have any uh, statistics about how many people were uh, arrested for drunken or disorderly behavior in Holyoke over the weekend? They, I believe uh, that all goes out the window. Nobody gets arrested for that stuff. Nobody? It's nobody. like a free pass. Oh, so, nobody keep, so there is that stuff going on. It's just turn the other way. Pay no attention to that. Remember we had that drunk cop from Chickabee walking in the parade a few years ago? I do. Yeah, and he was uh, he was walking on. Hey, hey, 
Hey there, little leprechaun. Come on over here and toss me one of them natty daddies. Right. And see, uh, oh. and that wound up uh, being damaging to him, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Hard to believe. I think he probably got off. Uh, why don't you retire? Yeah. You see, the thing is, I mean, you know, under normal circumstances, if you were drunk in the middle of the day in the city of Holyoke, they'd probably you know, pop you in a paddy wagon and bring you down uh, downtown. Right, mm-hmm. right. Am I am I wrong about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. But about if it. you go to the uh, the road race or the parade the following day, and you're roundhoused by uh, say two o'clock in the afternoon, you're just like everybody else in town. Well, maybe somebody has some unofficial stats. Uh, I just, on those, I find it hard to imagine that nobody got overserved to the point where they were arrestable. Again, two nine three one zero two one. If you have any unofficial stats, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's let's open some cases right now. Sure. In Springfield, construction cost overruns related to the pandemic have added thirteen million dollars to the price tag for redeveloping the historic Court Square Hotel. So, if the city does not put up half that amount, or about six and a half million bucks, the downtown project could collapse. According to the guys who were involved in the building, Michael V. O'Brien, the executive vice president of Wynn Companies of Boston, saying, quote, we would be in a death spiral for 1331 Elm Street, which is the location for that project. Death spiral. Yeah. This is uh, the, the uh, building that had been owned by, uh, by Tony Rebosa's father, if you remember that. And uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a building, and there's a lot going on inside of it, and it would be a shame to see this thing fall apart. Frankly, I mean, but you know, the prices of wood, the prices of other materials have gotten so ridiculous mm-hmm. that you know, building anything right now is overpriced. I mean, I'm 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 not surprised they're struggling to to finish this or any other project right now. Yeah, the project would have 59 market rate apartments and some workforce apartments as well as some other commercial space. And Mayor Sarno saying the councilors need to quote do the right thing. And allow construction to continue. That was a great movie. Yeah. Do the Right Thing. It was a Spike Lee joint. Yep. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was on some sort of list we did recently, by the way. So anyway, project officials telling members of the city council's finance committee this week that without the transfer of that $6.5 million from the city's free cash reserves, the project likely would fold, according to MassLive.com, like a house of cards. All right. Well, I mean, a house, that's a, that's a little... That's a little dramatic, don't you think? Mm. I mean, Billings only been <laughs> vacant for thirty years, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's perfectly safe. Yeah, structurally like what could possibly go wrong? There's no mold in that building. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, even though it's been yeah. unoccupied for generations, yeah. what? it's still cleaner than if you went to the courthouse. <laughs> no raw sewage flowing through it. What's the Zillow's estimate on the courthouse <laughs> and the uh, what? Is, what is it called? What's the the city hotel? The, the, the court the court square hotel. Court yeah. square hotel. What's mm-hmm. the z- the estimate? I don't know what the estimate yeah. is. Oh well, yeah. Here's similar uh, buildings in this area that also have mold and mm-hmm. sewage coming out of the pipes. <laughs> you saw the pictures of uh, on Mass Live, right? Of of the uh, the courthouse oh, where, yeah. where the sewage oh, is yeah. coming. Oh yeah, with you the, see, the, the, the ceiling panels. Did you see the? Uh, well, yeah, the ceiling panels are gross, but yeah. like the, the 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 bathrooms, you know, they've all got that that drain in the yes. middle of the room. Yes, and you can see where all this stuff had 
exploded out of it. Mm. Very much like when Jed Clampett was shooting at some uh, at crude, certain for some food, yeah. and up from the ground came a bubbling crude. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly what this thing looked like. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if you really had to go that bad, and you had this puddle of human waste in the middle of the bathroom, I'd probably uh, go to another building, hold it, and get to some other part of the city to relieve myself. You think they just used the uh, scenes from the opening footage of that Beverly Hillbillies uh, theme song, by the way, instead of actual footage? I've always felt they could use a cement pond over there. (laughs) Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, resting comfortably at a Washington, D.C. hospital. He was admitted Friday for flu-like symptoms, according to a statement from the high court. The 73-year-old justice admitted Friday part of the Johns Hopkins Health System. He was diagnosed with an infection. He's on antibiotics, but apparently his symptoms are waning. He should be released from the hospital within the next couple of days. I liked when he uh, when he did that song. When I stop making love, I just don't make love. I be stroking. That's what I be doing. I be stroking. I stroke into the east, and I stroke into the west, and I stroke into the woman that I love the best. I love stroking. Is that Clarence Thomas? Yeah, I believe really? it was. Wow, yeah. I had no idea he was that talented. Clarence Carter. Yes, that's that's Clarence Carter. Right, I was going to say. Let but. me ask you something. What time of the day do you like? What time of the day do you like to make love? Have you ever made love just before breakfast? Have you ever made love while you watch the Late Late Show? Well, let me ask you this: Have you ever made love on a couch? Well, let me ask you this: <laughs> Have you ever made love in the backseat of a car? I remember one time I made love on the backseat of a car and the policeman came and shined his light on me and said, I'm stroking. That's what I be doing. I be stroking. Well, he's in the privacy of his own car. I stroke it to the east and I stroke it to the west and I stroke it to the woman and I love the best. I be stroking. My favorite Clarence Carter tune, by the way. Every day before I went to school, I fed the chickens and I chopped wood too. You yeah. know that one, right? No, I don't. Patch, no, I don't know you don't know one. Patches? No, I only heard this song at a wedding in oh 1989. Do you, do you incorporate that into your own wedding songs that you play? No, because you have to get with the times. You don't play that anymore. Who plays that at a wedding? I mean, that like, was like a that was like a trendy thing back in the day. Stroking. Back in the eighties was, uh, yeah. was playing Clarence Carter. I mean, that may be like playing at a funeral after someone had yeah. died of a stroke. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to hear that. I'm stroking. Uh, by the way, another one of his best hits was Backdoor Santa. Oh, that, oh I bet that's, around yeah. the holidays. Oh yeah. How long has it been since you made love? Huh? <laughs> Did you make love yesterday? Did you make love last week? Did you make love last year? Or maybe it might be that you planning on making love tonight. But just remember, when you stop making love, you make it hard, long, soft, short, and be stroking. You couldn't get away with lyrics like that today. Yeah, you could. You can get away with this. Well, I yeah. guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Some artists. You probably get couldn't away get away with it when this came out. That's why I didn't get much radio airplay. No, which is too bad because it is a classic. <clears throat> hey, we were talking about sewage before. There's a biotech company in Arizona collecting poop for cash. Your poop. You can give them your poop and cash in. The company operates something called Good Nature, setting up shop in Tempe, Arizona, asking for donations of human waste. You can earn at least 25 bucks <coughs> and up to 75 bucks per sample. How about that? Oh, man. 
I'm letting a lot of money slip through my fingers. Exactly. Can we just submit one of your air checks and have the same thing? Sure. Booyah! Look at that! Zing! There's a big pile of poo right there, buddy. Or that joke? Yeah, that too. Oh, I can fight back. Oh, look at you. Good nature, by the way, specifically looking looking for healthy adults, ages 18 to 50. I guess that excludes you and I, Bax. <laughs> but Steve could take part. Good. And you're, you're a pretty regular uh, churning man, aren't you? This Bax CD over here I could throw in. Uh, I could throw in all kinds of stuff. Hey, I mentioned uh, 25 bucks and up to 75 bucks per sample. Also up to $1,500 a month in compensation. I think you get in on this, Steve. In addition to meeting the health criteria, donors have to be able to donate poop three to four times a week. The poop is being collected to help lead to future developments in gastrointestinal infections and disorders and studies. Now, uh, $1,500 times 12, Mm -hmm. about $18,000 a year. That's some good supplemental income right there. And all you got to do is... Head out there uh, you know, with a sample in a bag or a cup. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's a simple. That's a side hustle for you, or a, a, or a back a, hustle. A back hustle. Yeah, take it how you will. Eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Tell you what, that's more than I made in my first first full time job. I am going to post a link to this website so that <clears> those <throat> listening to us right now who are interested and eligible could take part. Sounds like a plan, man. Mid-50s today and oh, no, tomorrow. No, I thought I was doing the forecast. I thought we were going to go back to doing oh, that you're again. right. Yeah. Let, let me hit this special yeah, piece of go. production. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Yes. And now, Steve Nagel's Fogbuster Forecast. Brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Reach for the black and white can in the beverage cooler. We could submit that and get some money for it, yeah. right? There you go. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in the black and white can. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Mostly sunny today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 51. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. March means college hoops excitement. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and the doors with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 57. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 51. 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Bacon and Brews is coming back on April 24th at the Log Cabin. Brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. This is my... Uh, I think my second favorite event of the year, only behind the Mayflower Marathon, Mm. Bacon and Brews. Only because, never mind the brews, just the bacon itself will be all the reason I need to get there. The Log Cabin chefs are already working on the menu. There'll be a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to uh, please your palate, plus live music from Alex 2E and the Cloud9 Band, games, and a whole lot more. Tickets are on sale now. At rock102.com, you got to be over 21 or older with a positive ID to enter. It's Bacon and Brews, April 24th at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 7.52 right now, about 38 degrees in East Longmeadow, heading up to highs in the mid-50s today. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. We're going to do a weather for the third time now? 
Well, I don't know. You could you could never do it enough. I, that's what they say. That's now what I hear con- this. That's what the consultants say. You're By the way, a rally forecast. Uh, sunny today and a high of 55. Oh. Uh, tomorrow, also sunny and a high of 51. So that would be twice in 30 seconds. It's 39 rock and roll degrees in Rock 102. Four times now, because you did it. Yes. I did it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're all doing it. It feels good when you can ha- or you all have a chance to do a little bit of weather exactly. from time to time. Exactly. If you'd like to do the weather, call us now, 293-1021. Oh, for crying oh, for out God loud. God's sakes, with the phones. <laughs> Ooh, fire with the phones. Here's clip number one. A 27-year-old man in St. Louis tried to carjack two police cars early Saturday morning. They were fully marked as well. He walked up to the passenger side of a police car, pointed a handgun at the police officers, who then got out of the car, chased him, and arrested him. Here's an eyewitness. That's goofy. You're trying to jack the people who's supposed to protect us. Go to church, pray, get out the street. There you go. That guy, <laughs> there you go. That guy's got the words of wisdom right there. We, we had a, uh, this is years and years ago, we mm-hmm. actually had a member of our road crew. Uh, we were trying to get it. He was trying to get the van into Court Square for the Taste of Springfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was blocked by police cruisers. Right. So, and, and you know, the, nobody was in the cruisers. So, you know, how do you get in mm-hmm. to where we need to? So he just decided, I'll get out of the Rock 102 van mm-hmm. and move one of the cruisers myself. Oh, nice. That didn't go very well. You, you're not supposed to get into the cruiser and move it. Yeah, but nobody went to jail or got a ticket. Which I, we're all, we were all perplexed by. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Well, you got, yeah. you got the van at the court square. Yeah. Clip number two. Yes. Have you ever wondered what happens when you're on an airplane and somebody dies? One of the passengers? Um, no, but now that you brought it up, here's a stewardess explaining all that. We have to put them back in their seat, and we have to recline the seat a little bit and put a blanket all up to their neck so we cannot cover their face. So if it's a full flight and the person next to you has a heart attack and we can't move anyone, you have a dead person next to you until we land. And if someone says, is the person next to me dead, you have to say it appears so. (laughs) Yeah, it's super weird. That is a stewardess on the podcast known as Other People's Lives. Dude, flight attendant. Please. You're right. Please do not do that. You're right. Flight attendant. Your sister's I apologize a... profusely to anyone who yeah. was offended by that. Your yeah. sister's a flight attendant. Oh, yeah. She'd rip your head off if she heard you saying that. Mm-hmm. Stewardess. She'd, she'd fill up a, like a sock full of uh, old nip bottles and beat you senseless. Okay. So of all the things that we took away from that, it was my mistaken use of stewardess. I, I do apologize Well, for that. if you say stewardess, you might be the second dead person on a flight. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I, I knew somebody who actually flew one time, and mm-hmm. the guy next to him died. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it was very much the same situation. There's a, I think the, He said to the, to the flight attendant, I think this guy's dead. Yep. And she goes, yeah, I think he is. That now, was it. So he had to, three hours from, from like Houston right. to, to here. But they to, can't cover up his face with the blanket, which I find kind of disturbing. Well, that would be creepy for everybody who wouldn't know he's dead. Right? My question is, do you, as the guy sitting next to the dead person, get like a second bag of pretzels or honey nuts? I would think that you would get some sort of extra snack like that's, they do in first class. First class, you can get as many snacks as you want. Right. See, I would think that's the least they could do for you. And can you move the dead guy's arm off of the armrest that you're sitting next to there so that you get a little more space to sit? What happens if you've got the window seat and you've got to climb over this guy? That's true. I don't want to climb over a dead dude. No, thank you. I think they're going to remove the dead body before you have to exit the plane. Which means I'm stuck in the flight forever. I may have have a connecting flight I may have to get. Mm -hmm. This whole thing's a rip off. I once, uh, last year, I got bumped to first class. 
Lucky bastard. Uh, on the way home from Atlanta. And I got to have as many of those snack packs as I wanted to. Nice. Little kidding. Cheez-Its with the, with the rye breads inside of them and oh, all that yeah. stuff. Oh, man, those are so those good. Those are good. Mm-hmm. You could have passed away from eating too much food on that flight. I, I could have, but I would have died a happy man. It's true. Well, all right. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, we got football news, we got basketball news, and we've got baseball news. Yes, baseball is back. Straight ahead on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102, and the weather here is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. And it's a good thing our colleague Steve Nagel is not in the room right now, or he would criticize me for doing the weather a fifth or sixth time. Uh, listen, uh, it's a totally different audience between now and exactly. three seconds ago. Mid-50s today and tomorrow with sunshine the next couple of days. Spring has officially begun. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with basketball, the NCAA Sweet 16 is all set. Three of the number one seeds are still alive, along with some other big names like Duke, Villanova, and Providence. Also, the 15th-seeded St. Peter's Peacocks are still alive. On the NCAA women's side, UMass eliminated by Notre Dame, 89-78. to And in high school basketball, congrats to the Central girls. They beat Andover 43-40, their first D1 title since 2017. In the NBA, the Celtics beat Denver 124-104. In hockey, UMass into the NCAA tournament again. They'll take on Minnesota. And AIC also in the tournament. They'll take on Michigan. As for the NHL, the Bruins at Montreal tonight at 7. You can catch that on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In baseball, Colorado shortstop Trevor Story comes to the Red Sox on a six-year, $140 million deal. Story could be moved to second base for Boston to allow Xander Bogarts to remain at shortstop. In golf, at the Valspar Championship, the world's number one sporting event named after a paint, same, uh, Sam Burns was your winner in a playoff over Davis Riley. And in football, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford will remain in Los Angeles on a four-year, $160 million extension so he gets to keep his new team with his Super Bowl and his new phone as well. You can take your old phone that you've had for 12 years and loved every minute of and trade it in for something new that suits your life now? That's right. It's a great trade. Life-changing. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax has his views on the Big Poppy shooting investigation. Looking for somewhere to get your game on? Look no further. Look for games and friends. Ouch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, no matter how insanely popular or regionally beloved you might think you are, there's always somebody who's kind of thinking you're sort of a jerk. Jesus, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, they all seem like nice enough people. But the truth is, there's always out there somebody out there who's pretty sick of their crap. And when that happens, you can always be sure that uh, you know they got an axe to grind and the side of that bug that's firmly lodged up inside these people is going to come out and be uh, available for everybody. For example, over the weekend, investigators in the Dominican Republic gave new details about the 2019 non-fatal shooting of beloved Red Sox legend David Ortiz. Now, for most of us, Big Poppy is one of the most respected people in Massachusetts sports history. There's no reason not to love that guy. But according to the investigation, Big Poppy was shot during an assassination attempt by convicted Dominican drug kingpin Cesar the Abuser Peralta. The reason? Apparently, Cesar the Abuser had a real problem with David Ortiz and was allegedly consumed with jealousy. 
jealous of his fame, of the attention, his big stacks of money, and this 286 lifetime batting average. Poppy also had 2,472 hits during his story career. Cesar only had one that we know about. The final uh, straw came when the apartment building, which they both lived in at the time, was renamed the Big Poppy Tower, at which point Cesar the abuser had just about enough and was consumed with anger. That's when he ordered that Poppy be shot. Poppy, of course, survived, and since then Peralta has been extradited to the U.S. to face countless charges of drug distribution, money laundering, and human trafficking. Peralta claims that he and Big Poppy were once friends. Poppy insists otherwise. Personally, I try to pick my social circle with a little more scrutiny. If you were to have a nickname like Cesar the Abuser, there's a pretty good chance we're probably not going to see eye to eye. I'd have the same problem if your name were Fred the Registered Sex Offender or Jimmy the Rapist or Billy the Axe Murderer. Again, I keep my social circle small and try to avoid people with questionable nicknames and other outside activities because being shot with bullets is where I draw the line. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five DeWalt power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for a hundred bucks. I'm looking on my phone. I'm looking at the Rocky's app. You can look at the laptop, or you can also check out the sales flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? The sales flyer is online on the app and on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Fields Classic Rock. It's 810 and Fleetwood Mac with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, the weather today, mid-50s, and same for tomorrow with sunshine pretty much for the next couple of days. Maybe some rain on Thursday. Oh, yeah. I've been dull my money on whiskey and beer. You know, um, they like whole, them in Ireland. That is how they like them in Ireland. Yeah. You know, uh, this whole uh, road race thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was looking, reading the uh, the Mass Live story. Look at the uh, the gallery of drunken people that were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty nine hundred registered runners, twelve hundred walkers. Yeah. So now you're talking, you know, more than four thousand people just for that, just to participate in the race part of it. Now, let alone the people that are all along the race route, uh, handing out beers and shots to everybody running by. There's nothing in the Mass Live article which mentions how many people were actually there for the road race. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now saying that the, the road race attendance now, you know, is greater than that of the of the parade. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for a number of years. And that's probably true. But I haven't seen any estimates about how many people were actually down there. To support the more than 4,000 people that are either walking or running uh, to go through this. It's unbelievable when you think about how many people will jam into that city mm-hmm. and then clear the hell out until it's, until it's March of 2023. Well, that's the thing. It's I, I said this over the weekend at this comedy gig I did that, uh, you, know, you know, it's the busiest time of the year in downtown Holyoke. You go there 363 other days of the year, mm-hmm. ain't nobody down in that area. It's It doesn't happen until the magic of St. Patrick's Week. Well, hopefully they save up from all the... You know, proceeds generated during that event. And by the way, when people give out shots like you guys are talking about or beers, yeah, you know, 
first of all, can they afford? How many can they afford to give away, for one? Are these wealthy people that are giving away shots and beer? Are they giving away cheap liquor and beer to well, participants? I think when you're talking about that kind of volume, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about like that many people drinking all yep. at once, Jello is not that expensive. Okay. And there's a very good chance you may have Jello in your cabinet that's been sitting yep. there for years. And the cheapest vodka available. It's the very cheapest yes. vodka mm-hmm. because, you know, you're not going to... You're not gonna. You're not gonna buy Grey Goose for Jello shots. True. And if you are, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, and are you accepting? I mean, isn't there at some point when there could be some danger involved in accepting a shot or a free piece, free glass of booze from somebody? Yeah, but I don't know if uh, I. I it, it's like the Halloween candy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're wrapped. They're wrapped anyway. They got plastic yeah, around but, them. You know, uh, most people don't poison children. There right. really hasn't been a case of that other than the one that was, you know, from a family member mm-hmm. trying to do it for clout. You do realize that the only people who are at the road race who are concerned about their health are the 2,900 people who are actually running in it. Um, have you <laughs> been to that? Have you seen some of the people that re- there's the serious group of people that run in that race? Right. And then there's the rest of them that run for a while and then get, uh, you know, grabbing the beers from the people on the sidelines on All the right. road. So let's say <laughs> it's 29 people that actually take it very seriously and yeah. want to win. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are actually going to put the effort. I understand it's another, you know, 2,800 uh, plus people that mm-hmm. are really just in it just to say they did it and aren't really all that serious. But if you've been drinking all day, the idea of running does not sound... Uh, particularly appealing to a guy like me i would not run in this road race i might get the runs after you know eating all that corned beef and cabbage mm-hmm. and then drinking green beer that i'm that might happen That'll- but i'm not but i you know i'm not one of these people that's going to go because and worry about things like uh cirrhosis of the liver or uh you know what what other kind of uh, great alcohol related uh Health calamities could oh, there be alcoholic neuropathy. Yeah, uh, right. You can get all kinds of different. Not things. worried about any of that stuff. Yeah. By the way, among the serious runners, the guy who finished second was saying, "My God, I didn't realize it was so hilly." Oh yeah, no. This listen, yeah. it's uh, it's loaded it's not a, with hills. It's you, not a simple run. You go up a big hill and then you come back down a big hill and then you go up another hill again before you come back down to the mm-hmm. finish. Right. Which and the funniest part about it is most people that go really only need twelve steps. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, most of the, uh, the Holyoke is set up like uh, in a cl- in a cast system. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people at the top of the hill don't want anybody from the bottom hill coming up. No, they don't. And all the people from the bottom hill don't want the people from the top of the hill coming down. But for some reason, this event brings all of those people at the bottom of the hill and the top of the hill together every year, and it brings people from all over the area. Yeah, because right? I mean, that's how many people are living in Holyoke? Thirty thousand people, forty thousand people, probably. You jam that many people into that downtown area of Holyoke every year. And every single one of them is load one loaded person after another. And uh that's the tradition of I know it's the tradition. And believe me, there was once a time in my life where I would say, hey, where can I get me some of that? Now at this age, I know that if I were to go down there and drink at the same clip that I used to do in my youth I would be recovering for at least a week and a half before I would feel even remotely normal. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I don't bounce back like I used to. I don't have the same kind of uh, <laughs> resiliency that I had when I was in my twenties. I don't bounce at all. 
back or any anyway. Yeah. I don't bounce, period. Um, by the way, just a correction. The guy I was talking about finished third. Wilson Tuwe from Kenya. He was the guy who found the course challenging because he didn't realize it was so hilly. There, there are some the guys from Kenya, like mm-hmm. those, like the, the the real, yeah, oh yeah, marathon guys yep. are going. Hey, yeah, I can do, I can do a ten k easy. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's how a lot of them make money. Mm-hmm. Like you, do you have to if if you place third, you're still winning something, right? I think if you, I think it's like the top five or top ten. I think so. You get some uh, kind mm-hmm. of money. What do they get? How? What's like a? What's the winner get for that? Well, I know the one that they held in Utica for years, in Utica, New York, the Boilermaker, which is considered a world-class event. Right. They paid, I think, ten grand for the winner, and then, yeah, I don't know you're how- right, a couple of places down as well. They got to give a, a sizable purse for this thing mm-hmm. when you win it. Yeah, you got all them drunk people in your way. Well, you think about it, you know, registration's at least 30 bucks for every person that's in it. So what's 30 times 4,200 people, you know? <laughs> well, I don't... I don't. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. What do you say? Thirty times forty two hundred. Yeah. All right. All well, right. that is one hundred and twenty six thousand yeah, okay. so dollars. I got it right here. First place is a grand. Second place is six hundred and fifty bucks. Third place is four fifty, and then two fifty after that, and that's it. Two fifty. That barely pays for gas to get over there. Just it's saying. Kind of, it's kind of like the mass lottery system when mm-hmm. you like win mass cash. You have five numbers get you a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But four numbers only get you two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. What That's, a rip! That seems like a very big discrepancy between numbers four and five. You think you'd be like ten grand at least? No, you know, for the four out of five numbers. It's not the way they operate. What a bunch of crap. That of course is. it is. Yeah. Anyway, aside, aside from those cash payouts, by the way, the top Holyoke and the top Irish American male and female also get gift certificates, and the top male and female high school runners get. Merch as well. What does the gift certificates to? Doesn't say. It's probably a bar. <laughs> probably have. Oh, here's a gift certificate to Brennan's and Francie's. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like right, one of those. Right back into the economy, yeah, right? It's like one of those mall gift certificates <laughs> where you use it at any store around exactly. here <laughs> yeah, to get drunk. <laughs> it's uh, 819 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's the Word on That T-Bird? Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them. And then I'll give you a chance to win a pair at .com. When the weather gets warmer, it's time to hit the water and time to stock up at the fishing hole in South Hadley. Whether you're after largemouth, smallmouth, northern pike, shad, trout, carp, stripers in the river, they have all the gear, lures, and bait you need. The Fishing Hole, open April 1st in front of Stoney's on Main Street, South Hadley. Automotive technicians, this is your chance. The United States Postal Service is hiring an automotive technician with an excellent starting salary for their Springfield Vehicle Maintenance Facility. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Apply right now at usps.com careers. An equal opportunity employer. 831. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So before we get to the drug busts and firearm busts locally, a quick congrats to Malcolm Connor and Jenna Gigliotti, the winners of the St. Patrick's Run in Holyoke, part of the big St. Patrick's Day festivities over the weekend. And uh, they picked up some prize money, as we just referred to a few minutes ago. Good so for them. They take, uh, I guess, $1,000 each, right? 1000 bucks. You know how many beers I can buy you down at uh, Francie's? Quite a few, Quite a few beers yeah, down quite at a Francie's, few. yeah. Got drug busts to talk about. One in Greenfield happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, Drugs like cocaine and fentanyl were seized along with firearms. And approximately, it says here, $2,344 in cash. Ooh. Yeah. 
quite a bus. It seems there. a little specific to be approximate. I, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they don't even put the cents there. It's a two thousand three hundred forty-four dollars. Well, does, any, does anyone make a, a drug deal by using loose change? I mean, I, I I wouldn't necessarily bring a piggy bank with a hammer and say, "Okay, how right. about a little something, uh, a little something extra?" But for for the Dalai Lama, You're right? But, but this the number that's reported there in MassLive.com seems to indicate that there was some change. If it was approximately two thousand three hundred forty-four dollars, then there must have been some change as well. Can you tell a, a, a say to a drug kingpin? Listen. <laughs> I know uh, it's two thousand four hundred forty-four dollars, but all I have is twenties. Can we? Could, can you break a twenty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for, for proper change. Yeah, or do you just you know round up to the nearest twenty? I think they want you to round up. I think well, that I, drug well, deals around here are not. They're like the CVSs. Would you like to round up to the next dollar? Yeah, to just, donate to uh, the meth fund. Just seems to me that be like you know, price gouging. You say, well, yeah. you know, round up. The, I'm not breaking change, so use your extra twenty. Well, that's hardly fair. Maybe I bring that to uh, to Consumer Reports. But it's a good point, Bax. I mean, is there haggling involved? How many drug dealers have actually been reported to the Better Business Bureau? Mm. Anyone what ever if, think about that? Well, I think El Chapo had a horrible Yelp rating. I'm sure he did. <laughs> we got another bus to talk about in where? Early Saturday morning. Where, man? Where, man? Where? Where, man? The police department in where, along with the police department from Munson and the Warren Police Department and the Hampton County Special Response Team. Six cops <laughs> executing a search warrant at 62 Church Street in Ware. A thorough investigation apparently uncovering not $2,344 and no firearms, but lots of drugs, including heroin and crack and other drugs. See? Mm-hmm. Ware just keeping that reputation going. Yeah, sure. It was such a nice town, too. Well, the guys that were busted, busted and girls who were busted, Kayla, Neitzel, Patrick, Fairley, and Nicholas Merchant. Yeah, see, I think Kayla got hooked up with the wrong guys. You I think? think that's what it sounds like. Well, well you know, maybe the, she's the leader. Who knows? No, be, so. how, do you, how do you know she's not the uh, the mastermind exactly. behind this whole thing? Well, maybe that's the trick. I think uh, Kayla needs a little more leniency than the rest. Of Steve, them. if I may, just take a moment to uh, try to educate you. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman is just as capable <laughs> of uh, exacting a drug deal as any man. I bought drugs off a woman one time, and I only got 70% of what I got from the male selling drugs. So you tell me what's going on here. A little discrepancy. Well, in, it's, uh, it's that kind of uh, inequity and misogyny, yeah. which I think has destroyed the drug industry. There you go. For women, you know, women who are looking for opportunity and equality may not find it in the drug trade. And that's wrong. Entrepreneurship is uh, women are coming a long way with that. Yeah, you know, they're you know they're dealing with the same drugs as any other man. Oh, they're on Insta like snorting lines, going, "Ooh, look at me!" Like somebody's like drinking a latte yeah. from Dunkin' Donuts or Flashing something. Flashing their hundred dollar bills right. in the picture with a duck face yeah, selfie. See, that's how you market yourself. <laughs> as the warmer weather approaches, so do the return of dirt bikes on city streets. Here we go again. A Springfield resident sharing a dash cam video with Twenty Two News. <sighs> did you uh, see this? I did not. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Doing wheelies, blocking traffic uh, on Berkshire Avenue in the Pine Point neighborhood, by so, the way. I, yeah, I know Berkshire Avenue very, very well. And uh, there's there had to be like 30, 40 dirt bikes on the side of the road, uh, you know, about ready to start causing problems. 
I mean, it was it was like it was almost like one of them, uh, those those motorcycle runs, yeah, of dirt bikes. Well, they're out raising money, doing no. good. They're doing a poker. It run. It wasn't a poker run. No, it was not. They're not saving the children. They're not uh, doing any of that. You know, Berkshire Avenue is a real busy street, a really busy city street. And if you've got that many dirt bike uh, riders buzzing around that area and any other neighborhood uh, in town, it's just causing more and more problems. And these are, and and some of these, uh, the video that I saw, some of these are not really roadworthy vehicles at all. Mm. No, they're not. They're well, because they, you know we've heard from the commissioner before that a lot of these dirt bikes are made from other dirt bikes, so they can't trace the serial numbers on. They're them. like monster dirt bikes. Yeah. So you take, uh, oh, I'll take a tire off this one and I'll put a, a chain from this one on this one. You know, they, they just mix it around. Handlebars. Uh, I want to see one of them guys doing one of those like uh, girly bikes with the banana seat and everything on there. You know, right. with the little mm-hmm. little bell, on right? It. Yeah. A little basket. I'd like to see that. Yeah. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Dateline leads from Twenty Two News: the Department of Veterans Affairs recommending the closure of the Northampton VA facility. Western Mass has the highest veteran population in the state, so lawmakers on Beacon Hill are calling this potential closure a quote slap in the face to all of the men and women there. Have you watched um, the problem with John Stewart at all on Apple TV? A little bit, I have not. A little bit. Uh, the one about veterans and how you know it's one of these things where we're all like, "Well, thank you, veterans. Thank you for your service." Mm-hmm. And we we spend all these we spend all this money. It's actually money that comes out of the military budget to promote these things at like uh, football games and baseball games, and you know, thank the vets. But when it comes to the actual care of veterans, we don't really care. As far as the government goes in in distributing care to uh, many of these veterans, they were talking about these burn pits, and we've talked to John Velas about the burn pits before. Oh, right, the ones that were in Iraq, and it basically anywhere that they have, they want to get rid of military stuff. They take it all, and they put it in a big pile. This one that they were referring to was ten acres wide of military <laughs> equipment. And they spray it with jet fuel and then light it on fire. So you got all of that stuff, all of those chemicals, which are the same chemicals that they found were in Agent Orange. Hmm. So many of these veterans are coming back and they're experiencing lymphomas, Mm -hmm. cancers, all kinds of medical issues. But yet the Defense Department says, "Mm, that's not really, uh, we don't really, we don't see a connection between. Yeah. And I'm laughing only because it's ridiculous in how they completely deny, you know, you know, service. But think about how much the military budget is versus how much we actually spend on caring for these veterans that have given their lives. Absolutely. You know, and they're. And, And, you know, the the other part about this, that's, that's, that is so unfair so you have you know these very highly populated facilities being shut down to save a buck. Meanwhile, you have families and you have well. First of all, you know all these residents have to be placed somewhere else. Yeah, and that may be on the other side of the state, mm-hmm. far far away from families. Certain families may go every year to make sure dad's doing okay or grandpa's doing all right. Sure. Now you're talking about. Forcing families to do a, a, a trip that's going to take them the whole day to go out there. I mean, it's like they have made this now the most inconvenient form of care there is. 
And frankly, it's you know we should be trying to find ways of keeping that facility open, not mm-hmm. shutting it down, thinking that somehow that's better for the veterans. It's not better for anybody. Well, the Federal Department of Veterans Affairs not only recommending the closure of that facility in Northampton, but also saying that veterans will still be able to find care. They'll just have to travel to either Springfield or Connecticut to do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's make people drive an hour and a half away to the next facility that you're... Let's say you live in Charlemont. The next closest facility ain't going to be until uh, Springfield. That's mm-hmm. still an hour away to get to your stuff. And mm-hmm. what if you don't have enough uh, care there? You're also talking... Yeah, exactly. What happens if all of a sudden those two facilities in Springfield and in uh, in Connecticut mm-hmm. wind up filling up because now you have all these people from Northampton being forced to move to, to go there. I don't know how any of these politicians, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, can look at you with a straight face and go, we care about our veterans, and then turn around and do something like this. Like, they don't care. Yeah, don't they know. just don't care. And it's, it's sickening, to tell you the truth. But they'll be the first ones to say, oh, we do care. But you don't. They don't. Good news if you have medical bills. You know, they're a source of major frustration for many of us and also can cause problems with our credit scores. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. The top three credit reporting agencies plan to drop most medical debt from consumers' credit reports starting this summer. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion saying on Friday that they're making a number of changes to the way they handle medical debt on credit reports. So lenders use credit reports, of course, to determine whether or not we can rent an apartment or whether or not we can get a loan. Now, all that medical debt will no longer appear in your credit score. That's great news. That's awesome. It is. I'm going to rack up bills left and right. There you go. Now's the, now's the time to get yourself a loan. Yeah, exactly right. Well, now I wish I hadn't paid all those bills from uh, my late wife. I would have, we wouldn't have been on my credit report. You should have let those yeah. go. Yeah. No, I already You'd be paid outstanding them. in so many different ways. I already paid them. And congrats to all the thinkers and tinkers who were involved in the robotics competition over the weekend at Western New England University. Teams from Massachusetts and New England taking part in the Rapid React competition in Springfield this weekend. The high school kids competing for a chance to earn a bid to the New England Championships and eventually the National Championships in Houston. This year's theme was transportation. So you can check out the video. I believe it was 22 News that had this report featuring the video of some of the robots doing incredible things in the field of transportation. It was actually a human that turned into a robot. He's got a secret he's been hiding under his skin. His heart is human, his blood is boiling, his brain is an IBM. So if you see uh, him acting strangely, don't be surprised. Uh, He's just a man who needed someone and somewhere to hide, to keep him alive. Just to keep him alive. Somewhere to hide. Keep him alive. What is that from? Uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Mr. Roboto. Yes, Domo. That's what I thought. Domo. That's what I thought. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. You know, between that and Babe, I can't decide which one's their best song. Domo. Domo. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. Domo. You remember when uh, Dennis DeYoung was here? 
Yes. And he, he he brought his keyboard in here and he was playing. I wasn't here for that. You weren't here for that? No. Oh, man, I wish you could have been here for that. David, I wish you could have been here for that. Right. You know, when he uh, arrived and mm-hmm. he was playing his keyboard and he was sitting with us for at least 45 minutes, mm-hmm. I could say to myself in my head, no wonder nobody wants to play with you in that band. Why? What's Because he's a talker? Oh, he's not a talker. He's an incapable of shutting up. But he's Dennis the Young. <laughs> I, I know he's Dennis the Young, but... No one is more aware of who he is than Dennis DeYoung himself. He's the smartest person he knows. He'll tell you. Oh, he'll you tell you. Him. He'll tell you for an hour and a half if you don't rein him in. Hey, I would let Dennis DeYoung talk all he wants. Had the same experience in Syracuse, by the way. Years Am I ago. right? Oh yeah. Am I right? <laughs> oh yeah. Whoo man! It's like I being in a band with that guy, yep. knowing that my 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 life savings is wrapped up in. And him going, I don't think so. Well, plus if you're your if you're his age and you've achieved his status in rock and roll, what are you doing going to radio stations in Syracuse and Springfield and playing live? Well, well why you... does anybody want to come on this show? <laughs> it's to promote yourself. I though. guess. Well, you're pretty desperate at that point, I think, if that's what you're doing. Mid fifties for today and tomorrow, sunshine next couple of days. Spring has officially begun here on Rock 102. There seems to be a little madness in the air in the month of March at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham, my place where I bought my vehicle, my good... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.52. And the Foo Fighters with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Good morning. Hey, there's a woman in Wisconsin who's trying to set a new Guinness record for collecting four-leaf clovers. You know, right on the heels of St. Patrick's Day. How many does she have? She's done this for 258 consecutive days. She's found at least one four-leaf clover for 258 consecutive days. Wait a minute. There is no record for that, though. She wants Guinness to establish a record for that. She's only found one? Well, she may have found more than one, but I guess the point is she's gone 200. She has like a hitting streak, shall we say. Well, I mean, if you're telling me she's got like, you know, two or three hundreds of these things, then I'd say, okay, well, that's uh, that's quite a lot of four-leaf clovers, but she's only got one. That that's Why would that even be news? One for each day in 258 consecutive days. Kind of like Ted Williams, right? In his, or, or jo, uh, Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I'm thinking she's only found one. No, one each day. Oh, gotcha. For 258 consecutive days. All right, now, that's different. Right. So there is no record in that, but she wants Guinness to s- establish a record so she can own it. She well, lives in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Setting up my own record? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are stupid, stupider things that are listed in the Guinness Book of World Records, in my opinion. Well, there are. And some of them have actually been removed because they're dangerous. Really? Yeah. Like, for example, there used to be one of a guy who held the world record for eating a bicycle. Mange 2 was his name. I don't know. Uh, yeah, French guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. he ate a bicycle, and then uh, Guinness said, hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, that's a dangerous one to beat. Yeah, but it's one thing to eat. It's one thing to be Joey Chestnut <laughs> yes. and you know, eat 100 hot dogs in 10 minutes. It's another thing to eat a bicycle in three hours. What do you pair that bicycle with? Uh WD-40 or like, what do you wash it down with? What's, um, what's good for the palate? I don't know. I would I would think some uh, some some chain oil. You know, if you have an appetizer of a scooter, mm-hmm. you want to clear that palate. <laughs> yeah, you know. you're, you're absolutely. Well, that would be the appetizer. You throw some PB Blaster in your mouth and get that uh, <laughs> get that all greased up for you. You're a PB Blaster in your mouth, Dave. 
I know what it is. Yeah. Nope, never had it. Yeah. Never had it, huh? Mm, PB yeah. Blaster. Is that a peanut butter thing? No, it's the name of the product, PB Blaster. It's Told you a, much, I know. It's like the... The WD four. It's like the Rolls Royce of the of the uh, lubricating oils. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've learned quite a lot here, haven't we? I'm sure we brought this right down to a screeching <laughs> halt. <laughs> well, again, I, I, I guess if she's gotten that many four leaf clovers, that's that's a pretty a pretty she, decent run. And how lucky is she? She win the lottery or something? That's a good point, Steve. Uh, Doesn't say anything about that. Hasn't brought her a damn bit of luck. You, All it's done is waste her time. You can find it on TikTok, by the way. Oh, that's where I always go for she's cur- <laughs> She's currently pleading with the people at the Guinness Book of World Records to yeah. allow her to own an official record. People fake videos all the time on that TikTok. No, they're all real. Yeah. Every single one of them. I don't think she's gathered one of them damn shamrocks. It's uh, 8.56 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Bracket busted. You could still be chosen at random to win a $200 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. It's Rock 102's Bracket Brawl, presented by the new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, Geo's Pizzeria, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. We'll have lots of sunshine on this, the first full day of spring. It'll be breezy and cool with high.